Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. My mother thanks you. If you can't say something nice. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Hello and welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brian. <laughs> Why did you stop? I haven't. This is what well, this is the start. This is because you, you, you didn't know how to start. I'm Brian. And today we are filling you in on what we've been up to in the last three weeks. Actually, I think it's nearly a month. Can you believe that? It's nearly a month. The last time well, you heard is. from it us. Well, it feels like about six months. Yeah. But... It's, it is only a month, isn't it? The last time you heard from us, we were sitting on our balcony in Greece. The kids were still with us. The car was still going well. And since then, we've had quite an adventure. The car blew up. Well, it didn't actually Brian, blow up. It did. Did it? Blow up, yes. Well, it didn't. It could have blown up. You're just saying that. But anyway, yes, uh, it did. The car... It didn't actually stop. Excuse me. <laughs> Did it, did it or did it not it did stop working it on the did, motorway in it, Calais? Did, yes or no? Yes, it did. But Thank it, you. It, right, it, can it, I carry it, on? It, yes. Right. The car blew up. <laughs> we got to England and we got a massive bill at the yes, end of it. Huge bill. And that's why we haven't podcast, podcasted. Liz hasn't been able to talk for I, the last three weeks. I can't, I can't. I'm only now just coming to my senses. We're going to tell you at the end of this episode how much that bill was and how we got around it and where we, well, you know where we are now, we're in Italy, how we got to be in Italy house-sitting. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's. So here we are in Porto Santo Stefano. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, of a bit of a name, isn't it? It is a bit of a name, yeah. So, like I say, the last time you heard from us, we were sitting on the balcony in Athens. Since then, should we just say what we did? We took the kids back to Athens... End of our holiday in Paros. Yes. We had the most glorious, glorious month in Greece. It was fantastic, wasn't it? Absolutely. It, we met, met some fantastic Greek people. Mm. Had a great time with the kids. Uh, we had Finlay along as well, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, a, par- a ferry back to um, Athens. Yeah. Or Athena, as you should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took them. We had one, one night together. We met up with... Um, some of my family over there, some uh, some cousins. Yeah, that was really nice. Uh, the yeah. kids' cousins, my niece and uh, my my niece and her boyfriend. Yeah, or fiance actually. And then we dropped yeah. the kids at Athens Airport, and we set off. So what it was is, the kids wanted to go back to the UK and spend time with their family, and because we're little granny grunts and can't stand to do anything without the kids, we said, oh, we'll drive back to England and we'll be with you when you spend time with the family. We'll all spend time with all the family together. And, yeah, we were going to, or we did, we, we, our plan was to drive back through Europe and meet them five days later in the UK to spend two weeks together as a family. Yeah, it was a little bit longer. It was actually, England. it was nine days later. Was it? Yes, it was, yeah. Because they flew out, I think, on the 28th of June. And right. We, we were getting back on the 7th. So, we leave Athens. We put them on the aeroplane in, in Athens and they fly back to, to London and go and do their things. Sonny went down to Cornwall and Tess went up to Scotland with Finlay. And we are left in Europe to get back to the UK in our yep. little red car. All the way from Greece. Yeah. Um, when temperatures ran about 36 to 40 degrees mm. on the way home. So it was really, really hot. And we needed to do a little bit of business in A little bit of Venice. Ash your father. 
Yeah, not a bit of As Your Father in Venice, some filming and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll uh, tell you about that in a minute. That yeah, was a nightmare. It was. Anyway, so we get, we, also there. <laughs> yeah, we, get the, we get the ferry over to, from Athens. Oh, I'll tell you what. We're going to talk about this, actually. We're going to do a separate podcast. We got the ferry from Athens to Italy. And you know when you get someone, you're like, oh, it was just bliss, wasn't it, Brian? We yeah. booked a room. We booked a cabin. We booked a cabin, yeah. which we never yeah. normally do. You know, we, we're always the ones that are sitting in those bloody uncomfy aeroplane seats in the lounge with the telly blasting. Yeah. But and people we, playing music on yeah. uh, Netflix or whatever. But we said, no, we're going to book a cabin. And we got there, drove onto the ferry, really easy, really lovely. You know, you just it's like literally you just drive in and you, you go where the man tells you and you, you park your car, you walk up to the, the deck and you go to reception and get your keys for your cab. It's a bit like being on a cruise, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, it was a bit weird, that first room they gave us, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you complained, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it wasn't very nice, that, was it? No. Because, like, we walked in outside cabin thinking, oh, yeah, outside, this will be nice. Mm. You know, look, uh, open the curtains, and there's all people standing there looking at us on the, uh, on the, the, the deck. Yeah, well, we, we overlooked, like, the bar terrace, didn't we? Yeah, so yeah. I went straight down. You're not so comfortable with that, Brian? No, I didn't really like that. No? No. I didn't really think it was... Uh, that private, really? Yeah. Because the curtain would have to stay closed. Mm, well, not necessarily, but yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, but you know what I mean. So we went down and we changed the room. But after Brian had had his little to do with the reception saying that he wanted to change the room, it was lovely, wasn't it, It Brian? was. It was just, yeah, because that's why he was so excited about just, we've got a room and everything. You yeah. know, you, you can't do anything, can you, for the next, what was it, 24 hours almost, yeah. wasn't it? You know, no or 18 Wi-Fi. hours. Yeah, nothing. Was there? Yeah, it was and just bliss. It was, it was just bliss. And the night, the, 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 in the day, what we'd planned, because we'd like spent the money on, how much was the cabin? How much was that cabin? Oh, do you know what? I can't remember. Was it about $200? New, New Zealand dollars? It was dollars. probably about $200, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So plus, plus the ferry, you know. So, But it wasn't that expensive. I, you know, I think it was, yeah, I think it was about 200 because I think it was 135 euros. So mm. whatever that works out to in, in dollars. Anyway, because we'd spent the money on the room and we said, well, we won't, we won't go and have a meal in the restaurant because, you know, we're not going to push the boat out that far. So we'd gone to Lidl's, the supermarket that's all around Europe, in case you're not from Europe. I, I don't know if Lidl's is in America. But anyway, we'd gone, no. to, we'd gone to Lidl's and we'd bought a few bits and bobs, hadn't we? And one of the bits yes. and bobs that we'd bought was a family size. <laughs> A family-sized tin of vine leaves because <laughs> they were cheaper. <laughs> they were cheaper than the little tiny. But do you know tin. what? It was the only ones we could get. Yeah. Remember? Because the other ones had mint slum in them, and they were just one of the rice ones. Yeah. So we had yep. a big tin of vine leaves that was going to feed. It was a catering pack, so that fed about five hundred people. And we had a pack of salami. And what else did we have? A um, little bit of cheese. Did we maybe? Yeah, we had and some cheese biscuits. And, yeah. Some. Uh, yeah. Some. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it was. Anyway, we Nacho get on. Zone. We get on the boat. Oh, and we had a bottle of Uzo. We mustn't forget that. Yeah. No, we didn't. Have, uh, yes, yes, we did. We bought a bottle. We didn't. We didn't take it on board with us though. Didn't we? No. Oh, go away, fly. Yeah. What, 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 why are you saying this? Well, because we didn't. We didn't take it on board. We took. We took wine on board. With the, the Uzo was left in the car. Cause so we how were, did we sit on the board on board and have a glass of Uzo then? When well, I'm just about to tell the story. Because there's a lovely play, thing called a bar. Oh, Brian, you know. And a waiter. Okay. Oh, you tell the story. Can you remember? Go on. Yeah, no, you yeah. obviously can. Go on then. Off you go. <laughs> that's, that's go on, carry on. I was just about to say, what was your favourite bit? Well, uh, well my favourite bit was drinking the Uzo oh, that so, we took so on board. The, that's what you just thought my line <laughs> <laughs> for a change. <laughs> oh, Brian. Anyway, <laughs> we had a bottle of Uzo, but we left it in the car. Yes. 
But, and for some reason went and bought Uzo from the yeah, bar in the ferry. But that's it, because once the ferry had started going, we couldn't go down. And we said, oh, let's watch the ferry fall out. And we said, let's go and get a drink. And we got a, we got the guy, and he just gave us this humongous portion of Uzo and um, and some ice and water and everything else, mm. wasn't it? Like, you know? And they were lovely, the little waiters, weren't they? Well, they weren't or little. the stewards, whatever they, they, they are. They were quite tall, but yeah. Yeah, they were. They were bigger than me, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they must be big. But it was nice because we just, we got into the room, like I say, all white crisp sheets, two single beds, perfect. Yeah. You know, room. There's line. actually, you, you can have four, there's four beds in there, isn't there? Yeah. Which is great because they're all bunks above, but they're all folded up. I know we figured it out. We were going to go around the go around the boat and offer 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 two people a room for a small Back, cost. Backpackers for a little bit of money. Most <laughs> 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 winged. <laughs> but anyway, we decided not to and stayed on our own instead. Yeah, and we just put our bags down. It was like, right, let's go on board. Let's go on deck rather, and let's just have an ouzo and sit there. And it was, it was just great, the it? best. It was. It was. It was brilliant. I think it was just after the relief of saying goodbye to the kids and getting them onto that aeroplane in yep. Athens and yeah, everything. Anyway, we went back to the room in the ferry and just had. We didn't open the vine leaves because it was like, well, you know, what we're going to do with five hundred vine leaves? We're only going to eat one or two. No, because we got the steward to bring a little bit of room service up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the room service and we ordered, I think, a portion of fries and oh, a Greek salad. A Greek salad, yeah. It's nice that wasn't yeah, it? It was. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Yeah, it was. But you know what? We were saying when we were on that ferry, um, we've we've been on a cruise once in our life. We're not big cruising people. And once, when Brian turned 40, I think I've told you this before, I booked a cruise for us to go to... Norway. Where was it? Norway. Let's see the Northern Lights. Yeah. Yep. I think fortune that cost, Brian. Yeah, but it did. What did you get me for my 40th? Um... Hi guys, this is Liz. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I'd love it if you considered signing up to my weekly email newsletter. This is a newsletter where I send out all the details of what's going on in our lives with the kids and with travel. And right now I'm in the middle of writing a book about traveling the world with a family. And I share all the details, the good, the bad and the absolute hilarious. I don't share this with anyone else, only the people that have committed and signed up to my email newsletter. If that sounds like something you would love to do, and you'd like to get to know me better, then sign up after you've listened to this podcast by going to www.itsadrama.com slash hello. That's www.itsadrama.com slash hello. I really look forward to getting to know you better. Okay, let's get back to the show. Uh-huh. Seen that cost, Brian? Yeah, very did. What did you get me for my 40th? Um, uh, probably just me. <laughs> Anyway, Lucky for you. Brian's 40th, <laughs> I booked him a cruise to the Northern Lights. Mm. And what did you get for your 50th? Um, this is six this, six this, months away, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I booked us a cruise. And I've got to say, oh, I, again, I know I keep saying it, but I think I'll just do a podcast just entirely on this episode, on that, on that subject, because... It was a bit weird, wasn't it, Brian, the cruise? Yeah. The cruise was very weird. Lots of bingo and lots of scrabble. Yeah, and, yeah. oh no, I liked the bingo. But just just quite, I don't want to say pompous, but pompous really, wasn't it, Brian? Well, it was, it was, it was, it was like being in Butlins on the sea. No, Butlins is not far not posh enough for this. Well, this yeah, this was you, really posh. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It was that type of feel, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like they had their own TV channel and interviewing guests and things like, you did know. Did they? Yeah, they did. You put it on and then that. there was remember those two people that would walk around and they were always saying hello to us, like, you know. Um, yeah, there's a blonde-haired lady and, and the guy. I don't remember you that. Don't remember? No, I don't. Yeah. 
and uh, they would always be introducing the shows and things at the start. They oh, were like right. the, the, I don't know what they call them. They were like the, the two celebrities for the boat, whatever it was. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like the what two it? hosts. The hosts, Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we were sitting on this ferry and going, going from Athens to Italy, drinking our ouzo, looking out at the beautiful view and the sea, and everything was really calm and lovely. And we just said to each other... Should we get another ouzo? I <laughs> <laughs> said <laughs> right. so we said to each other... You, fa- you pay a fortune to go on a cruise when really what you could do is buy four tickets one way to the other way one way the other way in fact you just keep going all summer just, you? yeah you could just backwards keep going and backwards and forwards because <laughs> it doesn't really matter it's to see at the end of the day yeah it? and it's only costing yeah. you like $300 a time yeah and I know it's only 24 hours but you could just you know that's a nice cheap way of doing it's it not, by it's no, not much different because when you go on a cruise you have like a sea day don't you when you've got to get somewhere or two days mm. of sea days you know because you you, you we, we, we went from norway to um from the uk to norway right through the north sea and everything it took literally 48 hours to get there mm. and then you do other cruise days where you're going up the coast and so it's no different is it no and and, and why not be funny on the cruise it's a bit weird is it well, we should save that what we're i know that's what i was going to say yeah, there's lots of things i want to talk about yeah, on the cruise about what, why not to go on a cruise well well because yeah, <laughs> you actually lose your identity on a cruise don't you you become a number well, let's talk about that yeah. another time. Anyway, we get off the ferry in Italy, nice and refreshed. We'd had our lovely, we weren't hungover or anything. <laughs> you know, we just <laughs> got off the ferry and we're ready to drive up to Venice. So yep. we get in the car, we're driving up to Venice. The car was running beautifully, wasn't it, was. it, Bri? It was, it was very, very hot that day, wasn't it? You had to climb out the front seat and get in the back because it was so hot. Um. It left me in the front frying do you know what I've noticed, Pry, about you? Is what? when I'm telling a story and it's got a positive tone. Yes. You like to just... Well, it's because I've been in England. No, well, no, but what I'm saying is we drove... It was a lovely drive, it wasn't was, it, It was, it was. Yeah, you Venice. said how easy it was, wasn't it? It was like... Well, it was, well, it was easy, just like, yeah. It just zoomed by. Yeah. 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 But yes, I it did was... have to climb in the back because the yeah. trouble is when you sit in the front of the car and you're driving, which way were we driving, south or north? <laughs> Brian. We were driving north, Liz. Yeah, driving north. Yeah, the sun is coming down yeah. onto the left-hand side of the car where I'm sitting. And I said to Brian, please, can we open the sunroof, Brian, because I'm absolutely roasting. And he said, no, because it's burning my little legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked down, and sure enough, his little legs were getting redder and redder. <laughs> oh, so... Dear. As a result, Someone I saved me. <laughs> as a result, I had to climb in the back, sit behind Brian, yeah, and be in, in my shade, shadow in the shadow in Brian's shadow. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that was that. <laughs> that was a nice drive up to Venice. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was only right. It was around about nine hundred kilometres that day. It was a. It was a monstrous drive with mm. no air conditioning and everything else. But what I'm saying is, the car was going really it well. It was, and yeah, I said to you, yeah. exactly. And I said to you, car's running well, isn't it, Brian? And you said, yeah, it is, Liz. And you, oh, it's always the bloody yep. way, isn't it, Brian? Yep. Anyway, we won't get onto that yet. No, we won't. We get to Venice. We've been to Venice. How many times have we been to Venice now? Three times. Yeah. Or oh, this is our third time, I think. And we got to Venice. And I don't know why, but we were just both in a really cranky mood. We got to the Airbnb. And I'm not joking. It was flipping horrible, wasn't it, It Brian? was pretty crap. You booked yeah. that, didn't you, Brian? I, I booked that because it was probably one of the only things left. And Liz was saying, you know, we're not paying more than $140 a no. night or whatever it was. New Zealand like, dollars, you know? no. Yeah. I don't and I know I think why. that was the was cheapest. Just, yeah. but, it was like it was, but we were looking for a whole apartment type yeah. things, which had cooking facilities. Yeah. 
And it said it had cooking facilities. I don't facilities. think some places know what cooking facilities are. Like, you know, I'm in a one, one ring thingy and not even a microwave or anything and like some plastic pans. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It was does just it? terrible. But we, it did have one ring and we were like, oh, okay. We turned up. It was the thing with Italian houses is they are because I think it's because of the heat, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're just very dark, aren't they? They've yeah. got very. I mean, it was nice inside, wasn't it? it but wasn't, with that it big, was horrible. That big vaulted sort of. Um, beam ceiling and that huge beam running through the yeah, middle. But they had that cot next to the bed, that creepy cot. Why did we have a cot next to I the bed? I don't know, but it honestly, it made me feel weird. It was just yeah. like maybe they've seen a picture cot. of my little legs. She cot next to the bed. It's like, <laughs> oh no, I don't like it. It was just, it was it just was, weird. But it was half dismantled, yeah. wasn't it? And it was just like, and they had a huge bathroom, but it was just, and the air conditioning unit was, I don't know, it was the size of a matchbox on the wall. And this was a big room, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just yeah. like, we left it on. It just didn't really do any difference. So, you it? know, when you walk into a place and I didn't want to say to Brian, well, this is rubbish. What have you booked this for? I was trying to be nice. I was like, oh, it's not too bad. <laughs> it's not too but bad. We had to walk through little gates with the dogs, oh, dogs yeah. barking at us and everything. It was just, it was it just, honestly, it wasn't was your idea of um, just was, outside of Venice, was no, it? No, it was, uh, it was like, a, is it called a masonette when you're above the owners? Uh, you're on the top floor. A bit floor. like a masonette, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called, a masonette? A masonette has an upstairs and downstairs and oh, a, well, it as wasn't an apartment. So yeah. it's, it was just an upstairs apartment. Yeah, and anyway, it was dark and it had small windows and it put put us in a bit of a bad mood. It had no, it had one ring cooking facility. We tried to be positive and we're like, oh, come on, we can just go out and let's just get some the stuff for spaghetti bolognese because that's yep. always our go-to meal. Whenever we, you know, don't want to cook or whenever we've got no money or whatever, it's just spaghetti bolognese will always cheer us up because yep. loads of Parmesan, which is cheap in Italy. You know, you can buy a massive big block of Parmesan for about $3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we just was like, yeah, we'll get some fresh basil and we'll make this work. We'll cheer ourselves up. So we drive out, don't we, to the outskirts of where yeah. we were. How far out of Venice were we? We were quite we, a we're way, about, weren't we? We are about uh, 40 minutes outside drive or 30 minutes outside by drive. The reason why that was because we didn't want to drive into Venice. No. So we, we were close-ish to a train station. Can you even drive into Venice? You can. Yeah, well, there's this, like that big bridge that goes across and there's a car park there. Oh, that's right. We yeah. did that once before, didn't we, where yeah. we parked outside and, mm. yeah. But there's no way we would have done that because we're paranoid about the little red car getting nicked. Yeah, because the the boot or the tailgate didn't lock because yeah. the, the um, central locking was broken and we yeah. didn't have a key for the... It was a different key for some unknown reason. Yeah. So wherever we, yeah. whenever we got an Airbnb, it had to have private parking and off-street parking and all stuff like that, literally yeah. because we were scared of it getting and stolen. So, yeah. yeah, we drive out and we go to <laughs> we go to this little shop and we're sitting in the car park. And then I said to Brian, and I could see it was open. It was. It was and I looked on the open, sign it? and it said open till eight thirty. I'm yeah. sure it said open till eight thirty. I looked on the sign and and anyway, I was in the car and we we're just about to get out. And I said, and this I, hands up, I know this was my fault. I said to you, oh, should we bother getting a spag bowl? Why don't, why don't we just go out and get a little pasta dish? Or, you know, why don't we go and yeah. get something? Because he told us a few restaurants, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's silly billies. You just think, I don't know, people sort of look at you sometimes. And, and you, when you ask for a restaurant and they give you the best, most expensivest restaurant in the yeah. world for some unknown reason. As yeah. if, like, why am I going to go eat there? Have you seen my car? Yeah. Have you seen one of my Well, worried? no, Brian, actually. Maybe they do look at your car and think, well, oh, he's well, got a yeah. bit of dosh. Well, no. Who else can afford to drive around in a... 30-year-old car. Well, no. French car. You paid a lot of money for that car. Yeah, I did, but... Well, that's what I mean, then. So they look at you and think you're rich. Well, no, I wouldn't think so. Wouldn't you? No. Not with my little legs sunburnt, anyway. Anyway, so we go out, we we, we chopped and changed, and we're like, oh, no, let's just drive out. And 
Long story short, we go and check out this restaurant. We get there. We hate it. It's too posh. Oh, why are we even here? This is just stupid. Let's go back and get the spag bol. We drive back to the supermarket and the supermarket is now shut. Yeah, not yeah, but it wasn't closed, was it? There were people inside it. Yeah, he wouldn't let us in. Yeah, no, we're shut. And you're like, yeah. That's, well, that's fair enough. No, come on. Brian. And, and it, yeah, but it's like one of those things. In the old days, you used to like, you'd knock on the door and they'd open it up for you, like, you know. Wouldn't they? That type of thing, like, mm. you know. A bit like when we had a cheese pie at two o'clock in the morning, the guy yeah, to bed to I'm give not, us a cheese pie. I don't mean to be in Greece. I'm not being argumentative here, but it's not who. No, I'm you, just you've saying. got to have a closing. Now, I know, right? but you just say, is it just something easy that you want? You just wanted a bit of mince. I know. All he could have said we was, had, "What, are, had, you, what are you after, mate?" We had passata tomatoes and yeah. all that. It's spaghetti. We always knew it was a bit of mince. Mm. Anyway, like, yeah. the shop's shut, so now the mood again has just <laughs> fallen to the well, ground. It was a long day driving. It you was. know, driving for tw- for twelve hours. Yeah. Like, you know? And I suppose we're telling you this because <laughs> it's good for you to know that, because I know that from the outside it might just look like, oh, la, 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 you know, we're just swanning around, everything's perfect. But there are days, sometimes more than one day, that you just want to rip each other's throat out and you're like, this yep. is just rubbish, you know, it's just, you're hungry, you're tired, the shop's just shut, it's my fault, it's your fault, you shouldn't have booked the Airbnb, you shouldn't, <laughs> you know, we should have gone into the supermarket when I said we should. Yeah. We go back to the Airbnb and we're just like, fine, we'll just eat the vine leaves. <laughs> so <laughs> out comes the catering pack of vine leaves. The humongous yes. little pack. And that's all we had because we'd thrown all the other stuff away. The cheese had gone warm and all the rest of it. And we just sat there and we're just in like this, sitting on this rubbish two-seater couch, really low-down couch in this dark room with a cot in the corner next to the bed with no baby in it and just eating these vine leaves. Yeah. And it just felt like... Oh, what are we doing? Yeah, I know, because there was no table. There was a coffee table no. that was made up of things, mm. wasn't it? With like a, a bendy piece of four mica on it or something. I can't remember. It was, just, it was just a weird place. Yeah. Really, really was. Anyway, the next day we had to go, not had to, we wanted to go into Venice to do a vlog because, um, well, it's Venice, you know? We're in Italy. We Something can't come can't, to Venice. Yeah, you don't go to Venice every day of your life, do you? Like no. you know, and I know when we when we did the round the world trip, we weren't doing much in the way of videoing, but we wanted to just get some some footage and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and we Venice. wanted to share it, it with you. We were like, like, we can't come to yeah. Venice and not share it. Yeah. And but we woke up the next morning and we were both still in this horrible, aggravated, tired would be the word, aggravated yeah. mood. <laughs> <laughs> And we only had one day in Venice. And we're like, well, what do we do? I, I said, what do you want to do then? Do you want to film it or do you not want to film it? And Brian's like, no, come on, we'll just do it. And <laughs> you'll see when that video comes out, that vlog comes out of Venice, because now you know the truth. We were just... <laughs> melting, basically. We were and, melting. And it was it boiling was. hot. It, um, it was... And also we were melting with each other. We were like... We were, you know, when yeah. you're just at that very, very thin edge where one of you could really Don't just push it, lady. Yes, where one of you could just really break and go. In fact, I think I did. Didn't I walk off in a huff by that did. fish market? Yes. Yeah, you did actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you actually must have taken some breaths and come back. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because it was like, well, it was so hot. It was just. It was aggravatingly hot. It was humid. It was hot. It was full of people, and it just wasn't really that romantic. Venice trip was it like you know that you want it to be like has it ever felt Rome in all the three times that we've been to Venice have you ever what of course it was we don't know what I'm saying yet carry on then 
in all the three times when we've been to Venice, yeah. when was the most romantic Well, obviously time the ever first been? time without the, them kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've ne- well, we went there first without the children, once with the children and now on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not being... None of them really were that romantic, Brian, oh, were really? they? Why? What are you thinking? Oh. Go on. What happened the next day? What? What happened the next day? <laughs> so it's pretty romantic to me. <laughs> oh, what about... God almighty... Come on, what? You didn't ask me to marry you the next day, I did, actually. actually. No, you didn't, actually. I did. That wasn't me. Yes, it was. Oh, was it? Yes. Well, I remember fact, that time was romantic, was. but the other two weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't remember having that wonderful picnic because we had no money at the time. Oh, and I do, we sat yeah. and, uh, just just at the side of St. Mark's Square. Yeah. And it was like there was a whole bunch of like things with a piece of canvas over it. Yeah. And we sat at the top of that and looked at everybody yeah, walking I do. over the it bridge. It was nice, yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is sometimes, you know, these places that are, like, uh, d- yeah. what's the word, not dubbed, uh, what's it called, when they're supposed to be the most romantic places in the yeah. world. And it's pressure, Bri. Well, of course it is. You go yeah. there and you're like, oh my God, yeah. why am I being so horrible to my husband when this is supposed to be the place of love? You know, and you sit, anyway, I know. that's rubbish. Because Be- people you see all those, on, you know, People sitting on gondolas. Yeah, <laughs> sitting on their phones, aren't they, Bri? Yeah. Well, they're, well, they're sitting on the gondola. On the phone. Yeah. They're either filming themselves yeah. or one one person's at the front and one person's at the back and they're both looking into the phones. I'll tell you what, if you've never been to Venice, the best thing to do when you go to Venice is find one of those little bridges that go over the canals yeah. and just watch the people on the gondolas. On the gondolas. And watch them when they take selfies of each other, sel- t- sorry, selfies of themselves, just watch their face when they put the phone down. It's flipping hilarious, isn't it, Brian? It's just like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> I know. Super happy, look at me, and then boom. Anyway, not like us, who was completely miserable, apart from when yeah. the camera was turned Bad on when we were faces. doing our vlogs. But yeah, although I will say, at the end of the day in Venice, it was gorgeous, wasn't it, Bri? We found that lovely well, restaurant. Do you know what? After, after, after the little tiff in the, the fish market, um, we, we, we decided, right, we've got to do something. We're either going to go to a restaurant or whatever it is. And we're like, you know, so you were looking for gluten-free places because... Um, even we, though I'm not gluten free. No, even though you're not gluten free, but so you, what does that say to you? It's, it's just the ever dying and dying love, isn't it? Like, you know, <laughs> of the gluten man. Keep <laughs> him fed for God's sake. <laughs> He's not happy, is he? <laughs> Little legs are getting tired. What would you have done, Bri? You know, when I walked off in the fish market, because I was thinking about this. Yeah. What would you have done if I just walked off in the fish market? Yeah. And just, that was it, walked off. and Just walked off? No, no. And just, I got lost in the, all the crowd. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't have my, well, I did have my phone, but I was... You did, you had, you had your Cosmot phone. Yeah, but I would have probably had that switched off because I was in a hurry. Which is a Greek sim, by the way. What would you have done? What would have I done? Um, I would have got one of those little gondolas and had a little laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what I would have done. Well, yeah, I never let you stray too far from the eye, that's why. Don't so. you, Brian? No. Even you have, when you I'm, have to, I have to watch it out for you, you say. Even when I march off, if you've already got, if you're always I, got one eye on me. Yeah, I know. I can track you on your phone where you are. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so the day ended nicely because we went out for a meal in Venice right by the yeah, canal but the and best, it was gorgeous. One of the best bits was like we had a couple of beers from that little... Alcohol always does it, doesn't it, Yeah, Brian? a couple of it was some gluten-free beers. I hadn't had a beer phrase. It was so hot, and we got some really nice little things from that um, that little shop. It was a really nice guy. And not only that, he gave us the best advice 
of like, oh, most restaurants are gluten-free, but go down by this canal and you'll find some lovely little restaurants. And it mm. was, honestly, that was the place in Venice. It, it was like being in London almost, wasn't mm. it? You know, you know, like you go to, um, was it uh, Carnaby Street or something like that? It had that feel of like, this is the place. Yeah. You know, like We're it was in, in the, the right 60s. place. For a change, the, yeah, we're in this the right place. Because there's that jazz yeah. bar, wasn't it? Where those yeah. people playing jazz yeah. and they were just jamming with each other. Yeah. And then she was, you know, the woman came out and said, oh, these guys have never played before. Like, yeah. you know, and it was just like... It's all wow, fairy light. It was lovely, wasn't it? Like, you know, I wish we could go back there right now, actually. We are definitely, definitely going to do a podcast about that. Yeah, because yeah. There and, was, you know, singing with, waiters and all yeah, sorts. Yeah, the waiter like, just you know? suddenly started singing this opera. Yeah, because there was a guy coming along with his um, accordion, wasn't it? Mm. And going from, like, restaurant to restaurant. And he just popped to ours. And next minute, the waiter just starts singing some yeah. opera. And it, it was just like, wow, what's oh, going on here? It was here? lovely, wasn't it? Was, it was lovely, yeah. It was really nice. And then, you know, the, the, the guy of the accordion walks off and goes like, you know, mm. and he, you know, it was just part of the entertainment in Italy. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I think the tip here is if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, Venice, you know, should I, shouldn't I? Go to Venice, but just, I don't know, just, just for a start, don't go there thinking that it's got to be the most romantic thing in the world. Well, you might go there and think it is romantic. I don't know, yeah. but... Personally, it is. I, it is rom- uh, it's romantic. Why? But it's What's romantic? Cost you why is it romantic? Fortune, because you think it's romantic. Exactly. But why pressure? is it romantic? Why? Because I suppose because you, you've seen all the films and everything like that. James Bond films there and this and all Where's those. the most romantic place in the world you've ever been by? No oh pressure. God, I need a podcast for that. Does <laughs> um, no, anywhere just spring to mind where you just think, "Oh, this is so romantic. I love it here." Oh. Greece probably yeah on the Paros you know that was just that was the summer the summer of love wasn't it yeah it was, it was. 96 and also I think yeah I was going to say I think roman- romantic places are romantic because you have special memories of them and mm-hmm. you you know it's what yeah, you see is it yourself I I, I know if, like, if you, you know if you turn around and say oh you know like a, what's a romantic place like well, I don't know Acapulco or something I don't know Venice when Paris. you get when you get there, there's like you say, you know, Paris in the spring. Yeah. It's just like it's a city. Oh it's yeah, not, right. But, but Paris was gorgeous, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. That time we went to the Eiffel Tower. Um, yeah, but no, no, not the Eiffel Tower. No, I'm just not saying that Tower. time we. I, I, you know why I said that? Because I remember a picture of us in the Eiffel Tower. Mm. But if you sit in a little side street in Paris, yep. and drinking a coffee, yeah, that, that, in the early that was morning, the same time, wasn't it? It's, yeah, yep. that's romantic. And I was just thinking then, sitting in a, a I remember sitting in a dandelion field once. In, in England yeah, and we had a picnic gorgeous, and yeah. bottle of rosé and, and yeah. French stick and that was romantic mm-hmm. it was just like so I don't know whatever works for it you it is it? it is yeah, yeah. but if you are going to go to Venice just find those little just get away from the crowds and find those little back streets and, and send me an email and I'll tell you what there are where that restaurant was stay away from the main canal St Mark's Square yeah I mean go and see it but yeah. just like don't eat in them no you know because oh you're just no. going to get ripped yeah. and it's just going to be the usual stuff anyway we're going on aren't we Let's yeah, move we're on. 30 what are we minutes doing? Yeah, so pushing on then. So we got the train home that night from Venice, and um, that was lovely, and it all ended well. And then the next day, we drive in the car and go to France. Yep. So we we don't want to go through the the big tunnels and things because they're like anything from fifty euros to a hundred euros to get through. So we decided that we wanted to go to um, a place that me and you went to. Uh, you worked a ski ski season in Mont Genève, um, and we spent actually New Year in Briançon together, didn't we? Uh, before I went back because uh, I had a job to go back to in England, and left you in the ski, oh, come on. ski season. Come on, yes. Fool. Anyway, 
Um, so I went to Brianson. So I went to Brianson, and we had a, a lovely little apartment there. You have which, to cut that bit out, Bri. Which reminded us. Wait, what bit? <laughs> I just said, come on. No, it's all right. That's staying in. <laughs> Jeez, Christ. If you're 30 minutes in, you're not going to mind that. So um, we... we <laughs> <laughs> it's not YouTube, you know. Anyway, we, we had a, an, apartment, an apartment, and it reminded us a lot of the apartment we stayed in Dunedin. We did a vlog there, didn't we, once mm. in Dunedin? Um, so, and it was a gorgeous little apartment. We had some work to do. Um, but do you know what? We didn't bother going around Brianson because we had so much work to catch up yeah. on. And we only had a day, didn't we? And we just yeah. worked for like 12 hours, just sorting all stuff out. Yeah. Not only that, bucking kind of places. I can't even remember places. what we were doing. <sighs> stuff catching up after yeah. having a month off with the kids sort of yeah. thing wasn't it like i know i know we did a bit of work when we were away but you know anyway so we were in Brianson, and if you ever do that drive it's Brianson to grenoble over the alps uh you, you know, it's just a stunning drive mm. isn't it like you know an absolute stunning drive and um you know there's Oh, it's just it is it's just gorgeous mm, it is you see glaciers and all sorts of stuff yeah. up on the and the mountains and you know, the waterfalls and all sorts of things but can i just say though bry when we were driving yeah when we were driving no look at me <laughs> okay i want you to see when i'm talking when we were driving <laughs> i'll just have a little bit more of my drink when we were driving from um Brianson down to whatever that place is at the mm-hmm. bottom just imagine, okay, people, just imagine this road is just like circular. Like It's, it's like, just it's, like it, on days like this with Matt Munro at the start of the Italian job. Have you it, ever watched that? No. It's just like herping bends. Herping bends, that's the, that's the herping yeah. bends, that's the word yeah. I was looking for. And Brian decides to put the car to its test and drive, and I'm not joking, Brian, you would decided to drive like a maniac no i didn't yes you did no, I brian didn't. No, I didn't. yeah I i'm sorry i wasn't exactly it was maniac for you yeah but not for me and i was clutching a hold of the little handle on the left hand side yes fearing for my life actually and i said to brian please slow down because i don't feel safe do yes. you know what he said to me what do you remember what he said yeah you shouldn't have married a gti boy. no you didn't what he said then? what's happened to you liz <laughs> 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 See, everyone at home now, they're yeah. going to, the people, they're going to know what you're really like. Exactly. What's happened to what's you, happened? Liz? Hey, and I said, happened? Brian, I'll tell you what's happened. I don't feel safe. Yeah, I don't feel safe with those little legs no, pushing them down. And you were pedals. going like a lunatic. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if that isn't what blew the car up. No, well, it wasn't because we weren't driving that fast. You just had this, some silly Billy campers in front of us. And it's very hard when you're driving on the right hand side of the road in a right hand drive car. Mm. And I have to rely on you. And it's like, unless you can see like 300 miles in front, I can't never ever take. <laughs> no, it's not safe. <laughs> no, it's not safe. I haven't seen a car for the last two minutes. Well, there's one in the distance. It might be a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, but it's better to be safe than sorry, it though, was. Brian. Yeah. No, you don't want yeah. to be, be silly, but I know. But it was I, a lovely drive. It's, it's just one of those things. You just, if you can do it on a clear road, it would be this, the best drive and one of the best drives in the world. It really mm. is because there's some stunning bits. I mean, some of the bits you cannot drive fast on. You do get idiots driving fast on them, but some of the hairpins and the straights are just stunning to drive, mm. right, you know, and the views and you're just like, wow, this is driving over the Alps, like, you know. Why do uh, you like to drive fast around corners? <clears throat> Uh, because you get to feel what the car is famed for. You know, that, that car is in the Hall of Fame. And why is it in the Hall of Fame? 
it's a front-wheel drive car. You know, you don't really want to drive a front-wheel drive car around the corners fast because they're not the same as the rear-wheel ones, mm. which tend to want to push out. So these understeer. So this car just it just changes the whole dynamics of the car change. It just becomes so light. Mm. And that's a passion that you'll never understand. I won't. I'm me. sorry, I won't. But it's no. just it, you, you just feel what the engineers made, how they made it, and how it works, and it, you just become one with it. And it's just very nice. Mm. It's it's very romantic, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've never heard you talking so passionately about anything in my life. To be honest, especially <laughs> you didn't talk about that passionately when you were talking about Venice. But anyway, so yeah. We drove down to France yes. in the car that was driving very nicely. Very, very nicely. You've actually got tears in your eyes now, yes. Brian. Yes. Tell uh, me honestly, why. It's so, some things do some things to you. And it's just like when I took Tess out on our 18th birthday for oh. a drive through the mountains in the island in Greece and took Sonny out for a drive. And he just said, this is like being in a James Bond film. Oh. Because we were whipping around these bends and all this stuff, like you know, we weren't going overly fast, like you know, but it was just, it was just the way we were going around the bends mm. that you wouldn't, you can't do in a modern car because they're so heavy with all the safety gear on it, and like you know, mm. and it's just like, so this thing is under a thousand kg, so it's, it's just a great so little light. car, isn't it? It's just lovely, isn't it? It's a, it is a lovely, lovely little car. Yeah. It's comfy. It's squashy. Yeah. It, it's it's a squashy seat, but it's it like you say, it's almost like it feels secure. It feels like you're held in nice and yeah. tight, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a sloppy car, is it? It's not no, like it's what you very think. very tight, Ooh, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, it just doesn't doesn't go roll from side to side. And mm. it's not, it doesn't feel heavy, and it just so much power there. It's just mm. it's great, and it's not the most fastest car in the world by any stretch of the mind. Well, it is when you were driving it down those bends. Yep, around the bends it is. Anyway, we drive anyway. down. We we have two nights or three nights wherever it is, or two extra nights in France. And I just want to tell you uh, just a, a quick story of because yeah, we were staying in France with this wonderful. A couple in an Airbnb we only found out they were wonderful afterwards because we didn't know they were wonderful because obviously we didn't get to know them because of what I'm going to tell you now we turn up at this lovely Airbnb in the middle of where was it was it a champagne region or somewhere like that it, it, it was, yes it was Chablis the Chablis region right Chablis and it's a Chablis wine. lovely French you know um, farmhouse and in the middle of nowhere in the middle it? of nowhere yeah, yeah. And you could tell they were nice people the minute we turned up because he came to the gate, the guy, and his dogs were barking and he was all flustered and he was French and I'm sorry, my dogs. And he was just, I just, you know, when you just know someone is nice and he's like shaking our hand and I'll show you your room and he showed us the room. And I don't, I don't know why, but because maybe we were just a bit, uh, I don't know, this whole, that whole week was just a bit funny. I, th- I, th- I think if you'd been there for three or four days, then you would pro- and what it was you're trying to say is, is these people hosted you for dinner if you yeah. wanted to. It was, it was 25 euros each and that included wine. Yeah. Um, so it was 50 euros. And we, on the first night, you're just thinking, oh, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to be, it's been a long drive again. You know, we've just driven over the, over the mountains. We've done a 600k drive through the heat and everything and it was that's what we were thinking we won't then buck and, and not only that you're always thinking what if we don't get there on time like you know and yeah. we didn't get there till, till six o'clock anyway did we no and what if we don't like the people yeah. so they'd asked us you know the morning before what well, you know when you book it they'd asked us on the on the booking registration thing would you like us to cook dinner for you and we'd said no Actually, I'd said no. It was a Monday night, wasn't it? Yeah. And we got there and we saw him and it was like, oh, you know, when you just know someone would be a really good would. He just looked a good chef, didn't he? They just looked, their house smelled of food, didn't it? It just smelled of really nice food. It would have been brilliant. It was a gorgeous house, wasn't it? It It was. It had like little, um, 
you know, like red and white. I'm not being. It was literally red and white checked little net curtainy things, yeah. wasn't it? And yeah. pots of lavender everywhere, and you could see a big, massive red wine rack in the kitchen, and, and huge table that you would have huge been kitchen on. table, yeah. and yeah. all outside was fairy lights and a big stone round table in the garden, and like I say, just lavender everywhere and jasmine and you could see that they were nice people who enjoyed their food and we were like oh damn should have said yes foolish fools yeah but instead we went to the supermarket Yeah, but we said to him didn't we is there any restaurants and he kind of looked at us you know when someone gives you a funny look and you go huh why is he looking at us like that and he said oh you could go to this restaurant because he was annoyed because we hadn't booked with him that's why he knew he knew what he knew what he, he said go to have a look at the restaurants didn't he? Well, he knew what? I don't understand. Well, that they were, well, that they were closed. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he just knew, wasn't didn't that he? nice? Was he right? No. And it was almost he like he looked at us confused, as if like, oh shit, these people don't realise it's Monday night and all the restaurants in the whole town are closed. That's right. Yeah. Because we were like cocky, cocky Annies. We yeah, were like, we'll oh, just go yeah. and eat somewhere. Yeah, we'll go yeah. on our own. We'll and get go a and... pizza or something, yeah. anything. Even though I can't eat pizza, but we'll get anything. Yeah, we'll go and get anything, and every single restaurant was shut. Yeah. And what you're saying then is you reckon he knew that, didn't oh, he? He did, because he looked so confused, as if, like, I can't speak very good English. But it was just like, and he, he said, oh, I'll phone, he, oh, actually, I won't phone them, type thing. Yeah, because they're closed. Yeah, because they're not going to be open anyway. Because his wife said later, oh, no, no restaurants are open tonight. Yeah. As if, like, he didn't know. Anyway, so we ended up going to the supermarket in France. By the way, if you've never been to France and you've never been to the supermarkets, oh, my God. They are flipping brilliant. Yeah, they are. So if you're ever stuck for food and you go to the supermarket and you're not with someone who's gluten-free, <laughs> <laughs> you can get so many ready-made things that you can eat up in microwaves. You can get big... Oh, you can, oh, you can just you eat can anything. Everything has just got so so much wheat in it that it's just like, you know, you're never going to starve in France, are you? Like, you know, no. You're really, really But not. when you're gluten-free, you're it's just, really the, the options just go down for anything that's pre-made. I mean, you can't even go to your boulangerie, can you? No. Unless you get one little tiny square. Because normally we would get a French stick and cheese and ham and all the rest of it. And you'd just like, it would be absolutely, it would be gorgeous, yeah. wouldn't it? Like, you know, it really would. But we ended up getting the cheese and ham and salami, but we just ended up getting a packet of gluten-free uh, crackers. crackers that were yeah. horrible to well, be honest like like what sugar puffs without yeah. the sugar and we went back and we said to, to the man is it okay if we eat our dinner <laughs> it's like <laughs> in your garden and he said oh w- please help yourself like, can i bring you anything you know and we're like no no thank you because we were being a bit proud and he said well in the morning you must you must join us for breakfast and i thought well there's no way i'm giving up that so we said no yeah yes we will because they we? knew we were gluten-free because i did actually tick the box yeah um when we, when we booked it like you know so we sat there in the garden and some more rice crackers coming my way yeah we <laughs> sat there in the garden and we had this again this picnicky sort of cold dinner and you could just see them, you but know. The, she, she felt sorry for us, didn't she? She, did. she brought a load of plates out for us yeah. and big wine glasses and everything else. Yeah. Like, you know, so she she was lovely as if like, you know, and they went back inside and had their lovely dinner. They did. Yeah. And we could smell it. And it was like torture. Yeah. Because it was like, why didn't we just say yes? I know. You know? But anyway. That's what do you reckon they were having? I bet they were I having beef bourguignon. Yeah. Beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon with... Yeah creamy mashed potatoes yeah whatever it was uh, duck green beans orange. yeah and there's <laughs> us sitting outside with our pack of salami yeah thanks mate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that lesson so yeah. if you are ever in an airbnb in france and someone offers you to um would you like us to cook dinner for you tonight for 25 euros each please say yes you just say yes because yeah. it's good for the local people 
It is good for the local people. Yeah, and it's good for them instead of going to a restaurant. It's just like, you know, it helps. You'll be happy to know the next day we went and stayed with another family and we did... Yeah, have. which was a friend of hers because we were only allowed one night in this place. We yeah. wanted to spend two nights, but she said, oh, you can only have one here and you have to have one there. Like, yeah, because you know? she had a wedding on or something, yeah. didn't they? And they were both called Sophie, weren't they? Yeah. And they were both um, directors. She was a... Oh, they were oh, They were amazing gorgeous. people. Yeah. They were both from Paris and yeah. both settled out in this lovely place out in the Chablis region. The people you meet. I mean, we had yeah. dinner with the people. The, the, this next couple that we stayed with the next night at the Airbnb, again, 25 euros, and we were like, yep, yes, please. She said, would you like, yep. <laughs> definitely no questions because yeah. <clears throat> we realised we were in the middle of nowhere weren't God, we it was a good meal wasn't it Bri it was great because there was a local guy who was a chef who cooked meals and things and he'd, he'd done all the chicken and things didn't mm. he and it was just gorgeous wasn't it and they potatoes cooked us, and... they cooked for starters we had a goat's cheese and or yeah goat's cheese and asparagus tart yeah that was great wasn't oh, it that was all on gluten free stuff she'd all gluten free pastry Really and it had good. fresh herbs sprinkled on top. Oh, yeah. it just melted. I have melted. a friend who is a celiac, and so yeah. I have the pastry in the in the in the, yeah. in the freezer, and I'm like, yeah, perfect. And then for the main course, we had chicken and potatoes in this like wine sauce and herbs, and oh, it was just it gorgeous. Just, and just wasn't wine. It? He even went to his special wine. I know. Did you go see him go to the little shed at the bottom of the garden? Yeah. And it was like his little wine cave. Yeah. And he came back and brushed off the dust. Yeah. It was like being in a film, wasn't it? Was. it? And, he, and he cracked it open. And it's like, keep going. And it was just the four of us sitting outside having lovely, dinner together. So it kind of, once you get over the weirdness of the fact that you're sitting with two strangers, which don't become, which aren't strangers within five but minutes. But they spoke great English. Yeah. They it really was just did. Lovely. Yeah. And, and he, he, was a, he was a professor at the university and he studied light. And I was like, how can, you, how can you study light so much? And he said, well, what I'm working on at the moment, he said, he said, I'm working on a thing that you can basically shine a light through a blood cell and it will tell you what is wrong with the blood cell just for the way that the light shines through it. He said, so like COVID or something like that, he said, that's what we're working on at the moment. So you know what light comes through the other side is exactly what's wrong with that. I used to think, wow. Yeah. He said in the nan- they were talking the nano realm that I'm working in, like you know, and you're like, wow. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Know? He was a nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah. He was lovely, and so was she. Like like Bryce said, director in Paris, and yeah, yeah. she, anyway, she, she was a stage director. The dinner, anyway, so we carry the, on. We had the yes, chicken. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, and then the massive cheese plate comes out, doesn't yes, it? And all and, the cheeses. And, but that felt a bit weird though, Liz, because me and you only ate the cheese plate yeah because they said they were on a diet yeah but they said we've eaten a lot today and you know please enjoy the cheese well, it didn't stop us though no didn't we it? just kept going didn't we yeah yeah we were Get starving 25 the euros worth. Yeah. yeah exactly we had names three days <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and then so we had all the cheese and then out came the dessert didn't it yep. you remember they'd, they'd made that little what, 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 hang on i was trying to think what the dessert was it was a tart it was a, a, a blueberry tart that they yeah. made yeah it was like a creme brulee yeah Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was like creme a creme with creme brulee. blueberries yes, on it. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so divine. Yeah. And then afterwards, they were like, "Would you like a dessert wine?" And we, I've never known us to say no, but we said no, didn't we, yeah, Brian? <laughs> we're like, no. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we can't take any more. <laughs> oh, it was gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah. It was such lovely people, Sophie, and I can't remember his name now. No, neither can I. But yeah, they were. They yeah. were beautiful people. Yeah. So yeah, that's. That kind of like put us in a really nice mood, yes. didn't it? Mm. And then we drove down to Calais. So we had another 500k drive, mm-hmm. thinking I'll just leave a shorter leg for the last leg. And I've driven about 400k and thought, well, better go and get fuel because it's cheaper 
in France anyway, and I'd fill up the car. And uh, Don't start yawning on the podcast. Yeah, no, as I'm thinking after that night of all that lovely food. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the reason why I'm yawning about this is because I don't like remembering it, so that's my body's way of Do saying, don't think about this. No, and I got the fuel and, and literally pulled back onto the the payage and i've been going about five minutes and we were just there was a whole traffic was quite busy like you know and i was in the middle lane and then i, I could see I, I, there's a chance to get past. so i pulled out into the outside lane and then someone pulled out in front of me and then so and he was like just he would not accelerate he was just like because you're going slightly up a hill and I think, oh, he didn't have the, the speed to get past. And when I looked in my mirror, there was a car that was coming up. I was doing probably 120 kilometers an hour. And he must have been doing 150. Like, you know, it was a Porsche. And it was screaming up. And then this guy got past the people. And I just thought, I'll drop it into fourth because we were going up the hill. I was into fourth. And I, I got to about 130, 135, maybe 140 nearly. I went to go into fifth gear and just missed the gear a little bit because uh, I was so looking in my mirror at the same time because mm. I thought he's still coming up at the same speed and he's not really braking because I was about to pull in. And I just revved. It revved as I missed the gear because I was concentrating on something else. And it revved up. It only revved up to about 6,000 revs. And just all the lights came on on the dashboard, which meant the, the engine had switched off, like, you know. Um, so... I left the clutch in, luckily, because I didn't know what had happened. And I just left the clutch in and just literally then had to coast all the way into the side and try to turn the engine over while I was coasting to see if it would start again with the clutch in. And realizing it's just complete, everything was completely dead. Oh, and so going from 135, 140k just to get past those cars and then pull back in because I, I, we weren't speeding by any stretch of imagination on the whole journey. No, you know, it, I, 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 you know, you'd only push it. The speed limit is 130k, so you know, yeah, I might have gone over just a bit just to pull past the cars because this car was coming up so quick behind. And um, pulled in, you know, you just think your world just caves in instantly, like you know, because you just think, shit, I'm. 100, 100k outside of Calais. That's all we had to get. We were meeting our friend Bert for the night, weren't we? Yeah. We had loads of time. We were, you know, we were, we were on a good schedule. We weren't pushing the car too hard. So Calais is where you get the ferry. Calais is where you get the, the shuttle. Back to England. Yeah, the shuttle, the, the, yeah. the, the channel tunnel um, back 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 to England. And so I, we're coasting along. I'm just thinking if there's a, a on the, like the, the hard shoulder, because it did have a... Um, a hard shoulder, as in a fourth lane. Um, and some of the some of the payages in Europe don't they have little laybys? And I, I was just coasting along, and I could see like a pull-in where the emergency services come on, like you know. And I thought, oh, that'll just be a bit safer. So I pulled in there. Um, obviously, still leaving enough room for emergency services to get through, but um, it was just like not in the line of traffic. And I went to start it again. It was dead, and I just stopped and thought, what's what's gone on here like you know is it an is it an electrical fault or has the engine seized um i'm thinking more seized because of the revs and i just saw it six thousand revs isn't a lot for an engine that that engine i think the the cutout is around about six thousand eight hundred um which is just the ignition you know won't, won't let you rev over that sort of revs like you know so it's i'm not over revving it and so my mind's racing 10 to the dozen thinking what's gone on 
when to start it again after about two minutes because I'm thinking, shit, I just, I'm going to have to call the RAC or the AA, um, you know, the, the, the European breakdown cover and get me, get us recovered, like, you know, because, or I'm going to have to lift the bonnet on the car and have a quick peek in case something's fallen off, like, you know, like a wire or something. And I went to start it again and it cranked really slowly. I don't know if you can remember it, but it mm. just sort of cranked super slowly and just bang, it came back into life. And I thought, oh, wow. So I started to pull slowly forward. Were you still on the motorway? Oh, yeah, we were still on the motorway on the hard shoulder. And then it just stopped again. Oh, God. And it just, the whole the lights came back on uh, at about um, 70K or something like that. So pulled it over at the side, um, turned it over again, and it started again. And I just thought, right. And literally, we were less than a kilometre to the exit. So I just crawled along the hard sh- the hard shoulder at 70k but i could hear a knock in the engine and i'm thinking okay so something's you know one of the shims or something has slipped on the cam or something has happened um on, on the cam on, on the on the on the crankshaft and it's it's definitely it definitely had seized because mm. i could hear the way it was turning over so i knew it wasn't an electrical fault so anyway we got off the motorway and realized and then i listened to the engine pu- pulled over and um basically it was like uh time to um uh, listen lift lift the bonnet rev the engine up and I thought yeah there's definitely a bad knocking on the engine mm. so i'm thinking yeah do i stop and call the uh, you know the aa out uh, or do i um just just well, it's the RAC wasn't it was the it? RAC or aa well, it's yeah. to say i was saying yeah. the aa mainly for people in new zealand and stuff it just means the automobile association yeah. or the uh, royal automobile club yeah um so anyway i realized that i could drive it still and it was still perfect to drive a uh, safe to drive it just you couldn't rev it over 2000 revs without a really nasty knocking sound mm. so we um we limped basically to 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 calais to got to Bert's, we were about an hour late, weren't we? Yeah, uh, Bert is to, our to friend that's Bert, a member of yes. our community group and he's just become a really good friend of ours. Yeah. His dad lives in Calais and he, we, we'd arranged a farmhouse there, months ago yeah. to meet us there and spend the night with us. So uh, he was so understanding. He's, a yeah. guy, he's, a, he's actually a car journalist or he was he a was car a, journalist. He was an ex-car journalist, yeah. So yeah. he knows loads about cars. Yeah. And if, any, if, if, if anyone we could have gone and stayed with that night would have been more so uh, no one more would have been empathetic or understanding than Bert would have been because it was like he knew what we were going through or what certainly what you were going through I mean I didn't know the extent of it I just thought oh the car's broken but no I could tell that you were really really stressed and you wouldn't answer my questions I was like what what does it mean and you were like I don't know Liz I don't know what it means Well, it's a hard thing to know because you're in a 30 year old (laughs) car I know we're covered that the car would be taken back to England Mm. Um, and so I phoned the the European cover breakdown the European breakdown cover company up and said to them um what's the situation in getting the car back to England and they said oh we, we can we can take it back we can put you on the Eurostar um tomorrow and you'll be back in England and we can give you a higher car over there he said but just to let you know it'll probably take 6 weeks to get the car back over the way things are and I'm like, why? He said, because that's the way we ship them. You know, we get a shipment of cars and then they mm. get shipped. And so you talk, you're talking at least six weeks. What does he mean, the way things are? What does that mean? Uh, just the way things are. That's, the, that's what we do. That's, oh, how, right. that's how we do it. Like, you know, it's yeah. that time of year, basically, which yeah. is, don't forget, this is like 7th of July, uh, 6th of July. And 
um, it's the busy, silly season coming mm. up, like you know, of, of of tourism, isn't it? So he just said that. So as long as you're happy with that, and we, I knew we had to be back in Italy within three weeks. Yeah, because basically we're, so that's, we've that's, taken, that's this, the, yeah, we've we've taken, taken a yeah. house set, which is where we are now, which we'll talk to you about in the next podcast. But we've taken a house set in Italy. We signed up for a house set, committed to a six-week house set in Tuscany in Italy. And we had to be back here by the, what was it, 28th, 27th of 20, July. 27th of July. Yeah. This is the 7th of July. So when I'm saying three weeks, yeah, it's 28th we had three of July, weeks. actually. It was exactly three weeks. So when you think you've got a classic car, which is 30 years old, it needs an engine rebuild. And you're like, how or who was well, how going to do hang that? on. Did you know it needed an engine build? I, the sound that it was making. I knew it was the... the oh. Yeah, I wanted it to just be something sim- simple on the camshaft, but the, the noise was too... It was too low down. It was, it was big end knock. And that, to me, is the shims on the big ends, which clamp it around the... Uh, or shimming out from the cam light, you know? Or the crankshaft. And that... To me, that's what it sounded like was knocking. So something's gone wrong mm. when the when the crank is turning. It's like dun, 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 and it really knocks badly, like you know. Mm. So I knew something something had happened quite nasty in the engine, like you know. What did you feel like, Bry? Oh, you feel like shit just for the fact that it's like, oh, should I just taken it easy for the last bit? Would have it made any difference? When I spoke to the guy afterwards, he said it wouldn't have made any difference. But at the time, your mind is saying, I shouldn't have just. Why did I ever take that last car? Like, you know, why didn't I just stay in the middle lane? We were, we were whipping along at 120 mile, 120 k an hour. What's the problem? Like, you know, you only had 100 k to go, yeah, and you're on time. But it was running so well. I know, and it's just like it it's a GTI. It so should nicely. take it, like you know, and it, it's a rebuilt engine. So you would imagine it, it's. Did good. you just blame yourself? You do, yeah. Mm. Of course you do. You know, it's like I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't, have, but it's no different. What when and where? You know, when I was driving around the mountains in um, Greece, you know, I was pushing it. You know, it was like we were, you know, I was revving it up round to the rev limiter sometimes just to get round these bends and just give it a bit of a blast, like, you know, just for the fun of it, like, you mm. know. Um, nobody else on the road. It was great. But so you then blame yourself at the last bit, which is that's human nature, isn't it? Mm. You know, if I just if I'd only done this, if I'd only done that, well, it was going to go, you know, it would. It was just when would have it gone? You know, would have it gone on the way back down to Italy? So I finish off the story and then I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you. So anyway, I, I, I then make the decision to think, do you know what's the best thing to do is actually, I can still drive, I've just driven at 100k. Another 100k is not going to make any difference. I'll get it back into England and then we can decide what to do once we get back into England. So we got, we got on the, sh- the Channel Tunnel the next day, drove over. I drove it up to our, our friends and... Phoned, phoned the just the, outside London. Yeah, isn't the it? breakdown cover again, and just said, "Can you come and collect it? I'm not happy to drive it anymore because it sounds like it's going to really do more damage, and I don't want to do more damage to the engine than this." Like you know, mm. and they were they were brilliant. They came along, picked the car up, and I'd had chance to sleep on it and figure out who do I send this car to. So when I before I was buying the car, I'd done a lot of research on. Not a lot of research, but just watch videos on people who had owned 205 GTIs in the current day. Like, you know, and there's this one guy swapped his BMW for this guy. Don't forget, this was a super reliable car in its time. Super reliable. Mm. It, it's, it, the engine is basically bulletproof. That's what, that's what made it into the Hall of Fame. Like, you know, because if it, 
it didn't used to break down. It was a good car, like, you know, apart from a bit of rust and a few other things. It, you know, for a 1980s designed car, it was very, very good. And I'd seen this one, literally a two-minute clip of this guy taking it to a garage in the Midlands somewhere. In England. In England. So I then had to find this video that when we were on the Channel Tunnel, because for some reason you get good signal on the Channel Tunnel. You, you? you get 4G right the way yeah. through, like, you know. And I watched this film again, uh, this video again, and it was called, it was a company called Pug One Off, P-U-G One, as in the number one, off. So I'd seen this on this on YouTube, and this guy had been interviewed literally for a, a minute or two. He's a guy called Matt, and... I just thought that's the guy I need to send it to mm. um, because he is a specialist for Peugeot and Citroen cars, especially class, the classic ones or the older ones. And I knew, and I know for a fact this guy is a 205 uh, GTI enthusiast, like, you know. He probably races them and stuff like that. Did he have a like, big YouTube channel or something? No, it was the guy. I can't remember. He his, was just on a big YouTube channel. He, he, yeah, his YouTube channel, that's what he did. He right. basically about, this is the car I've got at the moment. The yeah. guy has just bought a, a Peugeot 106 Rally, and that's his latest yeah. car, like, you know. Um, so anyway, the um, I thought that's where I need to go. So I, I, I go onto the website and or currently the website is being rebuilt you know you just think oh shit you know i don't even know who these guys are need a phone number but luckily on the front page there was a phone number and is this before the art before the tow truck had come and taken the car this is before this is on this is when you're sitting in the channel this is on the channel channel and i'm deciding where and how and what do i do like you know say brian now i know now i know all this that you're going through your brain you seem pretty calm at the time you were just like, just. I mean, you yeah, only because, said one time. You're like, just let me figure this out, Liz. Yeah, but that's because you th- I'm thinking of all the things like we well, need to be back, you know, and who can do it? I don't want to send it down to Cornwall just for the fact that I don't know enough. Well, we didn't know anyone. We didn't any mechanics. It's, we haven't do lived it. there for twenty no. odd years or thirty years nearly. I know and we phoned my brother and he's like, oh well, I don't know. I know him. Yeah, but I, I don't could know get if he's Tinker, any good. Tinker Tim to do something down yeah. the road, and he's he works in a spray shop, and but he's saying that well, actually, that sort of car needs to go to someone who's got the bits, and, and he's just yeah. like, you know what, uh, that's that's exactly what I'm going to get off everybody. So I look, I, I look on my go through my um, policy on the the breakdown cover, and thinking they will tow me to any garage of my choice in the UK. That's brilliant. Isn't and you think, wow. You know, for twenty five pound a month, this is. I was brilliant. going to say, how much did this cover cost you? To it's tw- it's twenty five pound a month. So twenty five pound a month, and that just covers you in England, does it? Yes, that one did because the European one couldn't get us back for six six months. That was a completely different cover, like you know. Out of interest, how much did the European cover cost? Well, it was about three hundred and fifty pounds or something like that for the whole trip. Yeah, for the six, it gives you cover for twelve months up to. Uh, 90 days or something that's like brilliant, that brilliant isn't it it is because we got 350 yeah uh, we already claimed 350 yeah, euros off them already off, off didn't them we for, for the uh, faults on the other things yeah like, you know? and anyway this this one covers you for up to 500 pounds worth of garage repairs and stuff like you know so i'm thinking all right that's going to be worth it for that as well like you know so you have to take your hand off that's uh, off to these people it's all it's all insurance at the end of the day that's what you're paying for so how did you get pug's number so his number was there like once we got Back. Hang on, I thought you said the website was down. Yeah, it was down, but the, there was a number on there. there, oh, was was there? there and they're in One Boundary Road in Berkeley, I think the name of the place is. Pug one off. I, I can't say enough about them because they were just absolutely brilliant. So yeah. I, I, I phoned them up as soon as we got back into England, phoned them up and just said, hey, listen, you know, 
I'm from New Zealand. I'm in a bit of a predicament. I've just driven this fully refurbished car from you know Greece, uh, England to Greece and back again. It's 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 keeled over at the last bit. It's got me back home. Um, is is there is there any chance you could have a look at this for me? Uh, because I want to send the car with the AA up to you tonight. I said it's going to be with you about ten o'clock tonight. Um, I said they will they will leave the key, you know, um, in in the letterbox and this that and the other or whatever. However you want to do it, like you know. So she she said, let, let me just. There's a girl called Lucy, which unknown to me is Matt's wife. Um, it's Louise or Lucy, one of the two. And she said, um, I have a word with the workshop. And she came back in within two, a minute or so, and she said, Yes, we'll have a go. Aww. We'll have a go, like you know. And I think, oh, thank you so much. I said, Listen, the AA is going to come up tonight. She said, well, I'm going to get Matt to give you a call uh, because he's just he's not he, he's he's busy at the moment. And um, so we then are waiting now for to be picked up with the the breakdown recovery. Um, Matt calls me back and goes, "Hey Brian, um, yeah, we'll have a good look at this for you. Um, hopefully, we can do something." You know, Did you uh, tell him that you needed it back by? Yeah, I said, "Listen, I've got to be leaving within just over two weeks." I said, "I've got a um, ferry booked for the um, what was it, the twenty fourth, yeah, twenty fourth of July." Well, not ferry. Uh, we've uh, got to be channel, in. We've got to be in Italy by the. 27th I just said I've got to be there, so I said I need three days to get there. Like you know. So he said, "Yep, we'll have we'll have a go." He said, "Just put put your your key in an envelope and um, park, get just get the AA guy, or the, the the breakdown cover guy, to drop the car outside the um, the workshops." He said, "You know, you can't really mess it." Great, and I think yes, fantastic. So uh, again, the the AA were fantastic with us. They it's horrible when we saw they them couldn't they yeah, but they couldn't get us a car, could they? Yeah, but I'm just saying. Let's yeah. let's just let's just hold it there a minute because yeah. the AA turns up with this big tow truck. They put the little red car on the back of the tow truck. It was so sad, you know. Where it was literally like you see in the films, you know, when they're yeah. towing the old car away. Oh, but it got us back to England. Oh, it right, did, I know it did. It did. It, like, but you know, I'm just saying, saying, as I watched it being towed away yeah. along those little country lanes, we we yeah. got dropped off at our friends. Our friend was there to meet us. Thank goodness. And we watched as the tow truck t- just drove down the lane and out of sight. And I literally, I, I felt like crying. It, it was did. Like, it, was, it was horrible, wasn't it? Was it? Part, it was just like, like part oh, of us was going, it, it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it was just like it'd been so good yeah. and such an experience with so many lovely people saying, yeah. doing so many great things. That car, I've never known a car in all my time give being, being given so much attention by yeah. three different countries, like you know. Do you know what, Bri? I'm a little bit worried about you selling that car because I'm looking at you now. You're sitting opposite me. You're sitting opposite me in your white yeah. chair. We've got two white chairs and we're facing each other. And this is the second time now you've had tears in your eyes. Well, you nearly did as well. No, bye. Are you, no, listen, you don't have to tell me about crying. Yeah. I, I, I'm constantly the one that cries on the podcast, but I've never seen you get so emotional. And I'm wondering, how is it going to feel when you come to sell this little I, car? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. That's twice you've nearly cried I, now, Brian. I, I don't think we've ever had, <laughs> I've had such a butter-clenching experience of... You know, I picked a car up. Let's just go back to when I picked a car up, I bought on the internet, and I was supposed to, if COVID hadn't happened and all these things, we were supposed to drive it in England for a month. Go and see family and all those things. Like, you know, test, drive test it, driving it, it, just, it you know, get to a garage, yeah. get underneath it, have yeah. a look at it. I literally picked it up. Got on the ferry. Got on the ferry day. the next day. Yeah. 
and that's what was so bad and then that's when like you know we got to uh normandy or sorry richelieu the loire valley it was like this car needs some looking at because quite a few of the bolts have come loose uh, it did us all, all right things. Brian. It, yes it did have saying. a few little problems but, it yeah, did but all you, right. you're gonna with a restored car it you got know. us all the way to greece and back didn't yeah, it yeah so you know i i i yeah i can understand why you would feel yeah you know sad and maybe responsible and all the rest of it but i think yeah. i think that you it, it was a fantastic buy on your your side yeah but that that side of it it's the, been the, an amazing amazing trip anyway yeah, let's before does. we start closing it off we are getting nearer to time near to time now yeah. but we got a higher car didn't we we got it we got eventually got a higher car getting a higher car in the uk at the moment it seems to be rather hard because there's not that many new cars available because of what's going on in ukraine with wiring looms and things like this like you know what Wiring looms. What does that mean? Well, one of the main factories um, that manufactures wiring looms for What's cars. A wiring, loom? a wiring loom is 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 it's the wiring system that goes in a car. Oh, so yeah. you, it's it's all made up in a factory, and then literally you put it into the car, and all the things are in the right place to plug right. into all the equipment and everything. So it's a wiring loom. So when you put your brake lights on, you know the brake lights come on. Right. When you put your brakes on, I mean, you know, you flick a switch, the lights come yeah. on. That's the wiring loom that puts all the electric all around the car. So, you know, talking to um, a guy in, in, in Cornwall and he was just telling me, you know, a Volkswagen, Audi, um, uh, Bentley, all these cars, lots of companies use this one big factory in, in the Ukraine and obviously it's been bombed and Aww. so there's been a, a shortage of cars. So the, the hire car companies sold all the cars in COVID and now they're trying to buy more cars. They can't get the cars they want. So there's just kind of a shortage on cars and it's the the height of the season like when people's cars are breaking down for going on holiday do you know what the hardest thing was we did get a higher car in the end we, got, did. we got a yeah. higher car the yeah. aa paid for it they were absolutely amazing yeah. was, we can't say enough about no, them the, the aa were great enterprise car rental were great they bent over yes. backwards for us you know they were going to bring someone to drive it out but it was actually easier for us to go in and p- pick the car up what was the ferry going out <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah so th- those so all the people that we dealt with in the uk were brilliant yeah yeah they were yeah you know and we we just we you know so we spent two weeks in cornwall in the hire car they let me extend the rental the the car the rental car as long as we needed it mm. like you know so they didn't say no we've got to have that car back now so, so i think while we're on a podcast i think we should just say here and now I give a big shout out to one pug pug one pug, pug one off <clears throat> yeah they get a huge shout out yeah. yeah if you if you ever need a a, a car fixing a classic yeah. peugeot car yeah or, or any peugeot or citroen or whatever the aa the AA. AA automobile association we loved him didn't we that yeah, we guy did. they were flipping brilliant they great. couldn't do it he was just a lovely guy who came and picked us up and yeah. he was just he, he made us feel all safe he and phoned around cab, about 10 we? car rental companies in the area from luton to everywhere else like you know yeah the other big shout out is national car national car people yes enterprise not rational oh enterprises <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> Well, the, the hardest part was after we'd had the car, car towed off and we'd been given the OK for the hire car, mm-hmm. we were in a friend's house who we didn't, we don't know them that well. We, we've only met them, we met them over the internet and we went to stay with them three months ago. Yeah. She's lovely, absolutely gorgeous girl um, called Zoe and we stayed with her and very kindly she opened her home again to us on our way back yeah. from, from Europe and said, come and stay with us, Liz, you can stay as long as you like. But that was a really hard night that night because 
me and you just felt like bawling our eyes out yeah. and saying to each other, oh, my God, you know, what's happened to the car? How much is it going to cost? And what are we going to do? And how are we going to get? And we couldn't. Yeah. We but, had but, to just put is, on this. This is what's weird is people go, well, what was the problem? And you go, we're the other side of the world. I know. It's not where we live anymore. No. I don't have, you know, we've got family down in Cornwall. Plus which our is, life savings have we, been invested yeah, into but it, it's right? Not like, yeah, but it's like. Well, they were. Yeah, but they, it's like, you know, you're 200 miles from your family. And, you know, 350K, whatever it is, from your, from your family. like you know, And you're like, what are you going to do next? You're the other side of the world. Mm. you know. And, yes, you've invested money into this car. So what are you going to do? And that, more that's, emotional that's, than anything that's, else. That's then, what I'm saying. It? it was just like it was a kick in the teeth. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, shit. You know, Did you, you at any time think? So we got the hire car and we spent the next two weeks going around and seeing family and being with the kids and all the rest of it. We're not going to talk about that on this podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. Actually, next week or, in, you know, the next podcast that we do is going to be titled What We Love About the UK and What We Actually Can't Stand. And that is going to be about those three <laughs> weeks that we spent in the UK. In the UK. Because, yeah. so in England. Yes. We were only in England. We didn't we did. go We didn't go to else. Scotland or Wales no. or anywhere, did we? So, yeah. So look out for and that Mainly podcast. most of it was in Cornwall. <laughs> Yeah, not quite. We, but we, we, we were up in London. But we as well. spent. But did, was there any time within that time that we were driving around in our little hire car, waiting for the car to be fixed? Did you ever think we're not going to get this back? We're not going to get this car back. We're not going to yeah, make it to yeah, Italy. There was a lot, which I was thinking. Realistically, we need to um, look about. Even if it was a case of flying you down there just to take the, you know, have fly you to Pisa because we're not too far from Pisa mm. at the moment, like you know, and um, you know. There's a seagull eating the cat food. Yeah, there is. We're actually looking at, like, you know, it's just flown down. If you can hear that tapping, it's yeah, eating the cat it's food. It's eating the cat food. We're sitting outside on the terrace of our house set. We're over, the, when we show you the view, you're just going to be blown away. You, you, you'll get to see the view when we do one for YouTube. But we're overlooking this, the beautiful ocean. The sea, What is that called? Yeah, the Mediterranean. It's the Mediterranean, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah the Mediterranean. And with, with a big sulfur lagoon in the distance. It's just gorgeous. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. And we're sitting on the terrace and the cat food, the cat, the cat biscuit. The stray cat food it is. The stray cat food stray biscuit cat. holder is sitting outside and the seagull has just flown down and he's pecking all the biscuits yeah. out there. And he's just looking at it as if like, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yes. So we go to... Eventually, yes, I did. I thought the car wouldn't be ready. Like, say, fly you to Pisa, and you, and I would drive, that didn't drive down. It didn't happen. No, because pug went off. You know, pulled all the stops. Pulled out. all the stops out. We went up on the Wednesday. Um, we had which a, we, two, we had a Channel Tunnel booked for the Monday, and they said the car would. be Well, we ready. had it booked for the Friday. Um, so that oh Friday was to it? give us that little bit longer time. But you know, we went up on the Wednesday to see the car. The car, when I got there on the Wednesday, it was about two o'clock when I got there uh, to pug one off for the first time to meet them. Um, was the, it weird when you saw him? Yes, it was. Yeah. Feel like you, you were I'd, seen a, met a guy, I'd seen a guy on YouTube. It wasn't such a star, but it's just, he, yeah, you know, it's I'd seen weird, him on YouTube, it? like, you know, and you just think, oh, wow. So, you know, you meet him. The, the engine had just gone back in to the car, um, and the car was still on the ramp when I got there. And, um, he said like, everything's gone good. 
and there's no reason why we won't be finished by tomorrow like you know can i just ask so just so it's clear were you given were you given regular updates throughout the two weeks i, I phoned them a few How times did they have it all together two weeks less wasn't than two it? less than around two weeks two yes. weeks yeah, and was. you phoned them regularly and they yeah, gave I you just, updates. just just give me an update you know he and i i just said to him when i went to see him the last time you know on that first time i just said what actually happened matt and he said what what it was he said it was a mismatch of pistons to the crank okay so when they rebuilt the engine what it is he said they put the pistons from the earlier 1.9 engine he said this was the catalyst as in it had a catalytic converter on it he said so they mismatched the pistons to the crank he said you know, you're only talking like thousands of a, a mil or whatever it is, like, you know, or, or, or an inch. Uh, he said, but it was enough that piston number two, he said, you wouldn't have known this when you were driving it. He said, but that conrod would have been glowing red. He said, because it was not, it just wasn't matched right to the crank. Like, you know, he said, so you wouldn't have known this, this, this was happening. He said, so probably because you just blipped the, the rev, he said it would have glowed got even hotter he said and piston number two seized on the on the crank he said so it wouldn't move up or down he said it just stopped instantly like you know he said luckily it probably stopped in the oil which then cooled it down again and he said so that meant you could start it up and unseized he said but that's when the damage happened he said you were very very close that the engine probably would have exploded oh my god yeah. imagine that. he said and that he said that it would have obliterated the whole engine like you know he said, so you were very, very close, like, you know, to it actually exploding. He said, but, the, you know, he said, so what we've had to do is we've, we've, we've replaced the crank, we've replaced the pistons with balanced pistons and the correct pistons to the crank. He said, so it's an easy mistake. That someone, he said, I've seen it before with um, recon engines. He said, you've just got to match everything. It's got to be super right. Like, you know, you get all the new parts, but are the parts right? You know, they'll fit the engine, but they're not right for that particular mm. model that late on and that's the difference of taking it to a specialist they know these things like you know before you tell me the 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 whopping price that we had to pay yeah what was it done by the person that we bought this car off then was yep. it done by an amateur or was it just done by someone who was no, it's not an amateur this guy was an he's a, he was a, an engineer um i don't know really that much about it but other than someone's rebuilt something yeah, like, but what you know? you're saying is pug one said to you it's an easy mistake to make it's a, it's a mistake he's not an easy mistake it's a mistake he's seen before oh okay so you know um and yep so the fact is he flagged it up what it was i saw the i saw the crankshaft with the very burnt looking um shim on um piston number two and so yeah that that was the thing he said that's that's going in the bin that crankshaft mm. he said because it's it's we can't you know we can't fix that one did you ever feel like ringing up the original guy that you bought it off and no, saying why have you done this because he wouldn't have known the guy who sold it. They wouldn't have known that. The engine worked. It yeah, went it for, drove to Greece and back flawlessly, like, you know, yeah. but unknown to me, there was obviously something that was wearing in the engine, like, you know. Okay, so you know, now it's been looked at, it's been rebuilt. Has it been rebuilt? The engine has been rebuilt. By yes. a complete and utter specialist, yeah. top of the game guy the, who it, can't it, get better you than just, him. You, can just you, can't, you just can't thank him enough for what he did because he had all the stuff on the shelf. And who's got that sort of stuff on the shelf? Right. You know? 
to actually do what he could do, like you know. Before you tell me the final price, mm-hmm. was there any type? What, what did he give you any indication? Did he go, oh, this is going to be a big bill, or did he say? Nope. He so you said, had no idea. I of had what no idea what it was going to cost. I had a rough idea in my head. I even said to you, I had a rough idea of what it was going to cost, didn't I? Right. What was the final bill? Uh, Three thousand six hundred pounds. Three thousand six hundred pounds, which is around about four thousand US dollars. Is it? Yeah. I'm just um, having a look for on for a my... rebuild of an engine. Four thousand three hundred US dollars, four thousand two hundred euros, three thousand six hundred pound. Yeah, but this is the biggest: six thousand nine hundred New Zealand dollars mm-hmm. by seven thousand New Zealand. It dollars. probably would have cost ten thousand in New Zealand because you wouldn't have got the parts. Who would have got the parts? So oh. you look at it like that. Yeah, but the thing is, this guy did it within two weeks. I know. I and know. And not only that, he, you know, he, he he fixed a bunch of other bits on the car I as know. well. Like, you know? I know. I'm not. I'm not. So I'm it not... wasn't just the engine rebuild, was it? Like, you know, the engine rebuild probably would have cost £3,000 and the £600 was fixing all other bits and bobs on an old car. It was horrible when they first told us, though, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah. It Were was. you dreading coming home and telling me how much it was? Well, I was waiting in the Airbnb. In, you were in outside, weren't you? No, I was in the Airbnb. Oh, no, I was no, you, waiting in the You were in the hire car because the hire car had to go back. Were you dreading day. telling me? Uh, no, not really because no. at the end of the day, Liz, it's, it's, it's what, it, what it is, isn't it? Like, you know, and, you know, it's even better now than what it was before. Oh, yeah, it is. 100%. It's, it's, you know? it's amazing it now. It just, yeah, it just feels, it feels more powerful. It feels... Everything. Okay, this is the way we're going to look at it, and this is the way we did look at it. So you you might be thinking, oh, you must just feel. And don't get me wrong, we were gutted, weren't we, Brian? We were. It's like, a kick in the teeth. Yeah. It's, an ex, it's an expense that you know the money you save on house sitting, you could have just gone and stayed in a hotel, like you know. Yeah. So anyway. But no, but I'm just saying, Brian. You, I know yeah. it's easy to oh anyway, but well, you've got to say how you feel, and, and yeah. the way we looked at it was, we said. We got well. Brian bought the car cheap, cheaper because it was locked down, and you said yep. that they were being sold cheaper, didn't you? That you well, got it for a bit of a bargain. Was, yeah. Well, it wasn't a bargain. It was just, it was cheaper than what the advertised okay. price was. Like, so know. hopefully that's going to pay off a little bit. So even if we yep. you got it two grand cheaper, that brings that back down by two grand. We've done all this house sitting, so we've saved money by doing that. So that's saved it. Yeah. And hopefully when we come to sell it, because now it's got such a super-duper engine that's been done by this guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's know. got a bit of per- pedigree. The fact is, it's just driven to Italy non-stop yeah. and absolutely flew down here. Like, you know, yeah. it was just perfect. You yeah. know, it's gone over the Alps again. And it's all, you know, it's got... That's the thing is when you get these reconditioned things, you don't know what it is. It could no. do anything. You know, a reconditioned car could... It's only as good as the person who's reconditioned it. Mm. It's not being done by Peugeot, is it? Like you know, at the end of the day, it's just a gamble, isn't it's it? A gamble. That you take. You know, it's one of those things. But you, you know, know what, Bri? I think it was. It, I know. Don't get me wrong. It's just I, the, the 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 bill and everything and the money has just been quite. It, it's been scary because it's like oh, seven thousand New Zealand dollars. That's yeah. that's nearly the cost of all our flights. Not quite, but you know, yeah, we spent it ten thousand dollars on the flights. Flight. It's more than we? your flights back home, isn't it? Yeah. Right? You know, but, but the experience. The yep. adventure that we have had in that little red car, yeah. <laughs> you it's, know, yeah, and to drive right. down to Greece and back and all the stories that we've got and to be with the kids driving around Greece. And yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't change it. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, it's almost like, oh, well, but the experience has been seeing those Italian, that Italian guy when we were driving um, just past Genoa. 
and he just he, he's at the side of us and we're just about to go into before we went in that tunnel like you know and, and he's he, he's he's looking at us and and kissing his hands and and, mm. and 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 pointing them at you like you know throwing them at you as if like fantastico yeah. like you know and just like loves the car yeah. bellissimo yeah <laughs> and he's shouting true to you and giving you a thumbs up of Should like have just gone back with a letter seven like that yeah. with your fingers yeah. pointing in a seven <laughs> seven thousand euros <laughs> <laughs> no it's seven thousand dollars. dollars yeah yeah so anyway, that was that was the story, and we got it back with literally two days to spare. We got back, we got on the Eurotunnel, we drove from France uh, through France over the Alps again down to Italy, and we are now sitting here in our house. Sit, we made it, and yep. it was really funny because the night we turned up to see the people, they were like. Oh, have you had a good trip? And we were like, if only you knew <laughs> what we've done. What to we've get been here. through in the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. That that it side was. of it was it was it was stressy, but it you know, I, even now I can't believe what we did. No. You know, in that time scale. No. You know, to not know these people, you've never met them before, you're not a customer of them before, you know, and you're asking them to to pull the stops out, stop what they're doing and help you. Yeah, fix your car. And I think that's that's what is so heartwarming you know because you know you can be quite damning about the uk at times and oh bloody this it rains all the time and all these people are really miserable and you meet people like that and it's just like wow there are some good people still out there of course there are yeah that's what i mean it's just like and it makes you it makes you glad um you know with the uk people right i'm not saying that in that way that lots of people you know doubt them don't they yeah saying oh they're moaning and all Mm. stuff like that they like alcohol yeah watch football <laughs> <laughs> okay so there you go then that's yep. what we've been up to can i just ask before we go bry yep. did you have you ever uh, did you uh, is there any a time that you've sat there and just thought i wish i hadn't bought this car yes oh, I, mean, I thought you were gonna say no yeah but well, there is because you just go oh there's times when you just think oh my god it would have been easy to hire a car really you know well it would obviously would be would it would but would it have been as much fun I don't no, think so. The answer's no, Brian. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So you have those doubts. You said it was ever been a time. We said, well, of course, that, that doubt crosses your mind. But yeah. like I just said a minute ago, to see those people and to have the experiences and having the three, Sonny and, oh, Sonny and Tess and Finlay in the back of the car in Greece, mm. going out for the night and going yeah. for great evening drives and going to the beach in it. And they were the memories. It it was just, they were like, just brilliant memories, just like, weren't wow. they? Yeah, in a bumpy old car that's you know it's just like wow so we're on part two of our adventure now we're we're, we're house sitting in italy we're gonna we're gonna tell you all about that because we've had so many people say to us look how on earth are you doing this and just to go back just to reiterate so you just you understand before we go the the reason we couldn't you might just be thinking there why didn't you just cancel your house sit why did you put yourself through all this pressure and you know all this listen when you're a house sitter and you do lots of house sitting, you rely solely on reviews from people. And, you know, yes, we could have phoned these people and said, oh, we can't make it. And they they might not have given us a bad review or, and I'm sure they wouldn't have given us a bad review. But what it is, is you don't want to let people down. You want to be known as a reliable person who goes house exactly. sitting yeah, yeah. so that you yeah. can get more and more house sits as you go along and to, to, to commit to a six-week house sit these people have gone over to the states to see their family so to commit to a six-week house sit for them to put everything in place and then for us to turn around and go oh sorry we can't make it our cars broke down we just couldn't do it we just no. were not prepared to do that to them no we wouldn't do that so no we no, wouldn't you wouldn't 
So yeah. that's why that's why we pulled out all the spot, uh, stops and we pulled out the stops. They pulled one. out the, start, yeah. the stops and everyone. It, it just it, it just worked. It yeah. just worked. Okay. And that's it. That's just because you you make the decision. Sometimes you got to stick with it, and hopefully it works. If it doesn't, was it the right decision? No, it's the decision you made. That's something I learned the other day. Like you know, and you have to live with that decision, and you have to work with that decision mm-hmm. and make that decision work for you. Hopefully, yeah. And I think you have made it work 100%. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 All right, Bri. <laughs> Let's go and get our dinner Let's now, then, get shall some we? Dinner, hey? yeah. So until next time, we'll catch you, catch you next time. And thank you so much for this extra long podcast, for being so patient and just patient listening to us. Being with yeah, us. It's yeah. going to be an hour and a half podcast. This I hope we haven't rambled too much. But yeah. sending you lots of love. And Yes, from Italy, Porto Santo Stefano, if you're still here. Uh, don't forget, Kiakaha which is stay strong because sometimes you really do need to stay strong. And kia uh, u, stay true to yourself, friends. I think we say bye on that point. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Hi, guys. This is Liz. If you're enjoying this podcast, then I'd love it if you considered signing up to my weekly email newsletter. This is a newsletter where I send out all the details of what's going on in our lives with the kids and with travel. And right now I'm in the middle of writing a book about traveling the world with a family. And I share all the details, the good, the bad and the absolute hilarious. I don't share this with anyone else, only the people that have committed and signed up to my email newsletter. If that sounds like something you would love to do, and you'd like to get to know me better, then sign up after you've listened to this podcast by going to www.itsadrama.com slash hello. That's www.itsadrama.com slash hello. I really look forward to getting to know you better. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. We have loved having you here. If you guys could subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. That would be absolutely amazing. And make sure to share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to hop over to the blog, find one of the little boxes that ask you to drop your email. I will send you a newsletter every week letting you know when we have released our new podcast. That will go straight into your (laughs) inbox. So it's www.com. It's a drama.com. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week for another podcast. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.